Hey guys, it's me, Ari, and I'm here again with another 5 to 7. Uh, this time I have an individual who uh, opened up a coffee shop across the street from me. I, I, I would see the sign every time I would drive by. I would see the sign, um, you know, he's got some interesting colors. He's got like an orange and a red, I think, and black. And lots of purple. Lots, lots of purple, pardon me. <laughs> and uh, so I would see this driving by all the time, and I just... Okay, it's another coffee shop. It's another coffee shop. I get it. I get it. I get it. And then one day I found myself without a vehicle and just jonesing for a coffee. For those of you who know me, I'm, I'm, I usually have some sort of IV of some kind of caffeine going into my system. And I uh, went across the street and I walked into True Shot and there, there was Kevin standing there smiling. Hey, welcome to True Shot. And, and uh, you know, I have a big mouth and I have to know everything about everybody. So I started asking him questions and started trying to pick his brain and, and figure out how he sort of is building his empire. And, uh, you know, we have him here today. So, uh, hey, Kevin, how are you? Yay. Hey, how's it going? I Good. Think it was a conversation about board games. It was, it was a conversation about board games originally. Yeah, yeah. I think I was with a friend of mine um, and... Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Um, Had to be. I, I I gravitate towards nerdy things. So I'm and I'm I walk around <laughs> with a big N on my forehead. So you know, don't mistake that for Nimrod. But yeah, no. Nerds <laughs> well, rule the world, man. So. <laughs> we do. It's we do. Thing. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Kevin, the the sort of format I have for this. Uh, for this podcast and at one sort of portion that I do is I do a thing called five to seven and I'll ask between five and seven questions to a specific person who I think is interesting. So, you know, awesome. yeah, you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and so the first question for you is, and if you can try to give me a full two minutes of who you are and what you're most proud of. Two full minutes. Yeah. And, and just, what you know just just cold notes who you are and what you're most proud of well my name is kevin Lau, and i was born in oakville even though i'm here in hamilton now um i was probably like one of three asian kids in my elementary school and uh i don't know how that's relevant but uh i uh always had an interest in people and being a very shy Chinese kid amongst, uh, you know, a school where there wasn't a lot of Chinese people, I would be very observant. And uh, yeah, I just found myself always interested in people, why people did things. And my fascination of people led me to somehow open a coffee shop and watch people drink coffee all day, interact <laughs> with each other, right, right. do things like that. Um, so you're just a big for your <laughs> yes, I'm, 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 I'm just a weird guy just trying to figure out the human race, um, one coffee at a time, I think. And uh, and the most proudest thing I would say uh, that I've done is open a coffee shop. Yeah, right, right. Um, it takes balls, man. I mean, I, I'm looking around this place, and if you haven't been to True Shot, get down here. It's it's super homey. It's it's comfortable. The second I walked in here, I was like, "Oh crap! I'm gonna spend some time here." Just, it's comfortable. It's a comfortable place. We to wanted make. to make it really cozy, yeah. and um, the true in the name 
is like speaks to the the genuineness that we have of like wanting to serve people. I only hire people who like people and want to talk to people. Nice, crazy novel concept. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> customer service. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I've I've been to a lot of coffee shops uh, where where it didn't seem like the person wanted to be there or talk to people. And I don't know if you spent enough time talking to people, as I'm sure you have, Ari. Um, yeah. You you can pick up on that really fast. So that's true. That's true. You 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 sort of. Especially, I think if you're just truthful in what you're like, if you're not just trying to pull the fast one on somebody, it's just, yeah, it's there's so much out there that's trying to pull the fast one on you. And if you just have a simple conversation with somebody, and if you feel like it's authentic and and organic, you're naturally going to be like, oh, I like that person. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, because they're 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 not giving me some bullshit. They're telling me exactly how they feel, and I don't have to play games while talking. Then, and that's another thing why. Uh, I enjoy being in a coffee shop. Um, sure, there's like politics and, and, and games everywhere, but when I before I worked in, uh, in coffee, I did some accounting work in an office. And even though I was a temp, I would watch all the other workers kind of like have a political game with each other. They're like, oh, no, I got to do better work than this person. I got to... Uh, I can't let uh, this person outwork me, outperform me. And, was and, it? I, I gotta ask. I have to ask. Was were you? Were you surrounded by other Asians as well? No, no, no. Just because I would know be the assumption. Well, I know from my experience. <laughs> listen, I've I've worked with all types. I've I've, I've an IT guy. Yeah. Sure. So I get uh, I get everybody across the pond, and everybody is always trying to outdo everybody because everybody everybody wants that you know, better position, the better pay, the better, whatever the, yeah. green, the grass is greener on the other side kind of thing. So to, to hear you say that is interesting. Cause it's, it's kind of like that. Well, I mean, that's what everybody is doing. Yeah. And we're it's, all in this race. You know? And, yeah. And uh, just trying to be each other. Make the rat money. Race. Yeah. The rat race. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to use the word rat, but. Uh. <laughs> well, one thing I, I read something somewhere that really resonated with me and it was, to win the rat race, you have to be a rat. I that's fascinating because right? that almost seems true. Like, I think it's very true. You, yeah, but I think it also depends on what your perception of that rat is, whether you're doing the toe stepping or whether. It, look, at the end of the day, it's really hard to get ahead without ruffling feathers and without stepping on toes you have to do it 100 percent, yeah and uh you can't you can't be the nice guy all the time nice guys finish last it's, yeah. it's true and it's true i hate to say that yeah and I'm, I'm not trying to like i'm i'm a very non-confrontational person so i've kind of lived life trying to make as few enemies as possible um but i learned that, every but... single year like it's impossible eventually when you try to set out and do something you're going to piss someone off. You know? right, right. There's the, and there's no way around it. There's there's no way to be 100% nice and leave only positivity behind because some people are just not built that way and they will almost bring that bring the ne- negativity out out of you or yeah. I, I'm yeah, not no, exactly it's actually trying to <clears throat> my um uh, this has been said a thousand times but I love it. It's it's the whole 
you know, don't argue with negative people. They will bring you down to their level and win with experience. Right. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. So yeah. it's, you could you know, and you could say that about smart people, dumb people, whatever the yeah. story is, I mean, but it's kind of works out the same way. Yeah. But what I've, what I've found um, in the coffee Hamilton industry is that all the shop owners here are supportive of each other. They're really friendly. They're, they're all in it just to, they're obviously not in it to, to be a charity and, and give of course stuff away. You know, of they're course. a business, they gotta make money, but it, it really does seem like when I talk to them and I'm friends with some of these guys, that, that everyone's just trying to build each other up, build the coffee industry up in Hamilton, the coffee culture. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I yeah. like that a lot. Would you say you found your tribe per se? I would, I would say so. Yeah. That's a tough thing to do, man. Yeah. If um, for somebody to find their tribe is first of all, it's, it's an amazing, um, it's an amazing thing to do. It's an amazing thing to do, and I think if you've done that, you've won half the battle. I really do, because I think there's tons of people that struggle to try to find their tribe. My wife is amazing, and she's smart, and she's beautiful, and all these things. But I think. In her workplace, at least, she hasn't found her tribe yet. And, you know, she's 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 so no-nonsense and she's so not into the bullshit and the games and whatnot. So she doesn't have a ton of friends, you know? And so, yeah, man, I mean... You, what does your wife do? Uh, she's, ironically, she's uh, in the accounting field, mm. uh, but she's more on, like, the software side of the accounting stuff. And so she, you know trains people on revenue systems and, and, and she does it for, uh, you know, one like the second largest commercial real estate company in North America, you know? So she has, you know, she's talked to people from all over the place and, you know, good on her, but, um, sorry, getting back to you, <laughs> the finding your tribe is, is, um, I, that's an unbelievable accomplishment. I, I, you know, I tip my hat to you. Really, I do. That's, it's awesome. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully I have. I, I, I don't know if you ever really know. Um, I think I do, but I'm, I always second guess myself all the time. Do you have, so amongst the sort of coffee shop owners, is there some sort of thing that ties you together? Do you have like a network of some kind or do you just have names and numbers of each other and you call upon each other for support or things like that? Or is there any, or is there even anything like that? Um, I think we just all follow each other on social media right. and, and right. you know, we, Whenever we see someone post something, we support each other. I think because to, to own a coffee shop, it's not big money like people think it is. It's not like about Starbucks, you know. You're in it because you like to make coffee. You like people and you like the grind of it, like no pun intended. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's really what you have to enjoy to get into it. I worked at a, a Starbucks for two years. I worked at a Tim Hortons for two years and I worked at an independent coffee shop for for close to five to really make sure I, I liked this thing before I went off and did my own. And I imagine that all these other guys had to do some sort of journey similar to that. Wow. That's, uh, there you go. Um, <clears throat> so, second question. See, I told you these, these, these questions with 
would make it talk. He doubted me. Oh, I'm not. I'm not a talker. I'm not a talker. We're all talkers. <laughs> we yeah, all have a story in, to in tell. The right, in the right sense, for sure. <clears throat> okay. Do you have a... How would you... Um, what is the term I'm looking for? How would you... What, what would you say your philosophy of life is? But a very condensed version. Like a one sentence. Like... The one sentence mission statement for Kevin Lau is bam. Not bam, but you know. <laughs> uh, be nice to people unless they give you a reason not to. I'm, honestly, there are some people that are just, I don't know, they make, they make it their mission to be rude or you know, somewhere down the line something didn't go right in life and they feel like they got to spread that to other people, but you know? Yeah, misery does love company. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think you should really try your best to just be nice. Um, you know, we all have to live in this world together, and things are just easier. I, I personally think it's easier to be nice than rude, but other people tend to disagree, and they, they just want to shut themselves out and take the other path, but I don't know. I just, I just think I'll, a lot can get done if we're all just nice to each other. It's the bare minimum, in my assumption, or my, my opinion. Um, I don't know. That was just the first thing that came into my mind, but I'm sure there are a lot more uh, deeper sentences I could have given you. <laughs> no, man, you're doing, <laughs> you're doing fine. You're doing fine. So um, tell me about the process of going from drinking coffee going to serving coffee i know you mentioned you uh you know you worked at this one and you worked at this one and you worked at this one and was it a question of wait a second i can do this better i could do this better or was it a question of this is something i want to do because i want to have my own business and it kind of just seems logical because coffee was a um was a big thing in your life and it just made sense. It kind of just fell into place. Yeah, you you exactly nailed it in the, in the oh, second. Okay. You said um, okay. It was something that I just decided that I was going to try, but then I decided to get a job at an independent shop to make sure I liked it before I went into it. But my first day of at my interview for that independent coffee place, I told them I was going to open a coffee shop in three years. I just want to be honest with them. I'm like, right. I'm going to do this. Right. You're like, I'm here um, to learn. Yeah, I'm here to learn. I'm, I'm here to learn your shit. And uh, <laughs> whether you're okay with that, you know, that's up to you. But I'm going to be upfront with you. I'm going to tell you the truth. And uh, I'm not going to like try to steal all your secrets or anything. But I'm, I'm here to, to make sure I love this before I, I make it my life. I had been in uh, the family business before of making lighting fixtures. Uh, building chandeliers since I was in grade seven. Building chandeliers. Yeah. Okay. I, that's that's been the family business. Building crystal chandeliers. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. so that's it, so niche. It is niche, very niche. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. when when uh, when I tell people that they're like, "What does that even mean?" I'm like, "That's exactly it's exactly what it sounds like." You know, you're just putting together brass uh, metal poles together and stringing crystals on it it's wow it's not as glamorous, glamorous as, it sounds. as it sounds yeah um yeah. you know when you just want to play in 
go on the computer and play video games with your friends as a, as a seventh grader. No, my mom's a, she's a tiger mom and she, she had me work in the family biz. So, so <clears throat> you understood, you understood business at an early level. Like you understood that, okay, there's this thing that we have in the family called the business. And I, I'm a part of that and I have to help with the business. So that, do you think that kind of um, helped you make the decision to not sort of be a nine to fiver and to be a, you know, whatever your hours are? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. work for yourself. Um, I, I think I just, I understood how to adapt and how to uh, figure things out on my own. And, I didn't really like the office culture because I just feel like uh, it just felt like it wasn't challenging enough. Um, you know, you sit there, someone tells you what to do, you do it, you go home. And there is, and as I've realized now, there is something nice to that being a nine to five right? at five, your job ends and you go home. Right. With, and of course, when you're the business, the business is you. I think that was business 101 from college. <laughs> yeah, the first exactly. thing he says, if it, you have a business, the, you're the business, the business is you. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, and, uh, there's no sleep sometimes. So uh, you're just constantly thinking about it, even if you're not physically working somewhere. So Okay. So decision is made. How does, how, I mean, and again, you don't have to be specific on, on this, but just so the decisions made after three years, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. How did you, did you have savings put away? Because this is, this is a beautiful space. So, uh, I saved for pretty much 10 years. Cause I knew after I quit the lighting business, um, that I was going to do something on my own. So I saved for 10 years and I do have a business partner. Okay. Uh, that is my friend from the fourth grade. Oh, wow. Um, uh, his name's Chris. Uh, you don't see him because he, he does have a, another job. Uh, Shout out to Chris. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> he covers the finances. Okay. Uh, financial okay. aspects of, of the business. So he does sort of the, he's the numbers person. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we are equal partners, but uh, he does the numbers. I do the operations and that's how we, okay. That's how we figure it out. Okay. Okay. So had some cash, you put it away, you found a place. You, you put your stamp on it, and I mean, you start slinging beans. <laughs> so yeah, slinging bean juice uh, in Hamilton. Yeah, in Hamilton. Much. Why Hamilton? Just a little cheaper on the the rent, or be... listen, I'm going to be honest. It did start that way, right? But right. it's almost like it. I kind of fell in love with Hamilton after a while. Um, okay, I've I've always felt, you know, there's some people who are really proud of their hometown, sure, and I. I'm not mean to throw all the shade on Oakville. I just don't feel like it's representative of me. You know, when people say they're from Oakville, they're like, "Oh, you must drive a Lambo." You sure, must, uh, I get it. I get it. Shit, money. Um, no, my like, my parents are pretty middle class, hardworking. Yep. My mom yep. is probably gonna work until the day she dies. She's just that type of person. Right. Um, right. And Hamilton just feels like more like a, a hardworking city. Um, and people really take care of each other here. And that's what I Interesting. have found, at least more so than other places have been. 
I'm not saying Oakville doesn't care about their people. Sure, I'm just sure, saying sure. there are community aspects in Hamilton that I haven't experienced yet until I give, give me an example. Here. Give me an example of Hamilton just how they take care of the homeless. Um, everyone in the coffee shop that comes in seems to talk about community things. Um, there are more like uh, food programs and women's shelters and homeless shelters here. Um, you know, it's a sense of pride that that people. I hear people talk about that they take care of their own. They're really proud to be Hamiltonians. Yeah. They take care of other Hamiltonians. That's just yeah. the, the the sense that I get from here, and it's really admirable. I mean, not being in Hamilton for so many years, a lot of people talk negatively on the city. They talk trash of the Hamilton. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I I just think they haven't really experienced it. I what am What are my favorite? I saw this a while back. I, it, it's fantastic. It's one of the greatest bumper stickers I ever saw in my life. And it said, my wife asked me to kiss her somewhere dirty, dot, dot, dot. So I took her to Hamilton. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder if it was an actual Hamil Hamiltonian that made that sticker or not. It's got to be. It's got to be. Wow. It had to be. Wow. It had to be. Because um, I've, I've noticed one thing about Hamiltonians is they... Um, they... They have a sense of joke. They, uh, like, they're aware of the sort of shortcomings of Hamilton. Like, yeah, like, oh, we, know, sure. we, yeah. Know. we know, we know. God, Hamilton smells. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. <laughs> and yeah, but I, I have to say one thing: the food scene in Hamilton oh is becoming amazing. Just up the way up here a bit on, on concession alone, there's probably four places that I love to go to. One of them is called the Dirty South. That I've ever been in Dirty South. I have not yet. I'm, I'm just gave me a, a dirty look. I'm, 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 no, I'm giving him a great look. I'm actually putting my hands together like I'm praying, and I'm pointing at him saying, you need to go to the Dirty South, All right. and you need to have the fried chicken poutine. All right. And I do love my poutine. I do love my This poutine. is phenomenal. Well, the wife and I will get two poutines, and we'll both eat one, and then we'll put the other one on the fridge so we can have it tomorrow. <laughs> Like we, you guys stuff will risk the soggy fries. We doesn't matter. <laughs> the taste and everything is awesome. Right. Um, they have amazing like, hoagie. Like uh, God, I can't even think. Wow, now. I feel like there's this... like a brisket burger they have, and it's like it's just it's just it's beautiful stuff. Anyway, let's let's I feel stop. Like this podcast is sponsored by. <laughs> this <right> podcast. Now. <laughs> it, it might as well be. This podcast is not sponsored by the food shops on concession. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. Hamilton is very food rich. Pizza, wealthy in pizza for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a lot of different pizza places here. That's yeah. that's true. All right. So next question. Actually, I'm not finished that question. So. Yeah, you started swinging. No, no, you did. That's right. I'll edit that part up. But anyway. Um, okay. I tend to go on tangents. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. What would it take for you, you, Kevin, by yourself, but what would it take for you to go off the grid for four to eight weeks, no phone or email? Um... I know she'd be okay with it, but probably permission from my partner. Gotcha. Um, she's very supportive. What would it take you? Like, could, yeah. you, could you do it? I mean, we're talking I, zero I, connectivity. I, I, I could do it. Really? I, listen, <laughs> if I did not own a business, I would not have social media at all. 
like before yeah. before this, I I got Facebook maybe five years after it was cool. Sure. Uh, I got Instagram maybe six years after it was cool. <laughs> I just I've, I've never had Twitter. Just never never been a social media person. I'm terrible at answering phone calls. I don't even know how I'm in business right now. Well, you have staff, so I do have staff, and so I they do, can answer I, the phone. I, I, yeah, I do you can have hide <laughs> friends that yell at me, uh, supportively. Um, but no, I think I think I could do it. Uh, yeah, well, you have if, a business though, so I mean, I, would, I, you, would you close the business or would you leave it in their that's hands? That's true. I think I would have to be. I would have to be retired. I think if I had, you know staff right. that relied on me and stuff like that right. I, I wouldn't be able to ditch them no I, I wouldn't be able to hurt another person uh, either financially or or emotionally or something like that um but yeah if if i really had nothing pressing in my life i think i could easily do that that's cool yeah that's cool i i know for me i know for me it would be difficult i'm a connected individual um I've just always been, and it's, and it's, I'm not the kind of guy who has to look at his phone every three seconds to see if I got the next like on the picture or something like that. But, um, I just, I have family all over the place and I just always have this weird phobia in my mind that if I miss a call or something happens, something tragic could happen. So, I'll delve into something for you. My my dad um, had Parkinson's disease for many, many years. And uh, he was a fighter. He fought, he fought. But eventually, you know, the disease is going to take him. And I was here. And my dad, mom and dad live in Portland, Oregon. And due to, um, you know, immigration issues at the time, I couldn't go and see him. I couldn't go and be with him on his laptop. So I had to say goodbye to my dad on... Uh, FaceTime, which was fucking heartbreaking. Let me tell you, no, I, I <laughs> um, it, that's some PTSD. So I think that's where my connectivity stems from because, you know, my mom <clears throat> is old now and, you know, she's living by herself. My sister's in Portland and she has, you know, she helps with my mom and stuff like that, but it, it, it's not me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm the son kind of thing. So Asian family, yeah, the no, son. I'm, I'm supposed to, you know right. what I mean, yeah, and I'm not right. there, so yeah. it's it's um it's kind of tough right now. So, but I'm working on working on a way to get over there. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, no. Now that you said that, that does like my parents are old. Uh, my dad was 43 when I was born, um, right? And right. he has uh, dementia right now. So okay, okay. Uh, now that you brought it up, yeah, that if something were to happen. And you're off the grid for, yeah, yeah. that would, that's it. That would be, that's it. That would be heartbreaking. That's it. So yeah, it kind of, yeah, it's, it's funny because when you look at that question, would you go off the grid for 40 days? Sure. No problem. Hold on a second. I know. (laughs) I totally just forgot about my family completely. Yeah. (laughs) Like everybody has obligations. I hate to break the news to you, Kevin. (laughs) It's true. It's true. In my mind, like in a quick pinch, I'd probably go out, but I'd probably drive back yeah, you get about halfway to wherever you wanted to go, but like, and turn around and come all the way back. Yeah, maybe it would take like a very stressful event to push me out. 
Right. Yeah. Push me away for to take a vacation. Well, I would imagine. See, you seem kind. Of, you sort of seem like the the guy that would have a plan B. So I'm gonna. Or maybe I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe you're looking I, at me I, like I, maybe I, I, I fly by the. You know, I just, I just, I'm a wild card sometimes. I think <laughs> I, I do things very last minute and just figure it out. Gotcha. That's just how I've always gone. Right. So uh, whenever you use the word plan and, and myself in the same sentence, I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but you'd have to ask one of my friends. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Would your partner say, uh, Would your par- does it drive your partner nuts? I think so. I think so. She has to ask sometimes, like, do we have something planned this weekend? And I, I'm like, no. Oh, my God. And then my she, my and wife like, asks me that every, <laughs> every like Thursday. Do we have something going on this weekend? But, but she'll be like, are you sure? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, uh, Christina invited us over for dinner and some of it. And she'd be like, that would have been nice to, to let me know, you know, ahead of time. And she's totally right. And it's funny because yeah. it, it, I'm laughing because my wife's an introvert. <clears throat> and I am a 10, I could, you could put all of Hamilton in front of me in an auditorium and I could sing and dance and do backflips and preach my life and talk like this to them and have no issues at I all. I would really love to see you do that. <laughs> I think that would be I'll, I'll, I'll worth all Maybe someday. Yeah, no, I, I can I I can barely get off. I can barely get up from a chair. So <laughs> uh, backflip is it's not going to happen. But anyhow. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, question. Ready? All right. Yeah, right. Two things. What was best phase of your life and what's the worst phase of your life so far? Obviously you're not dead so you can look back. Um, Just off the top of my mind, I'd say the best phase was university, uh, post-secondary. Yeah. Um, And that kind of connects to the other part of that question. I think the worst phase was high school. Uh, Really? I did face a lot of bullying as we talked about earlier. I, I am a giant nerd. Um, played Magic the Gathering in in high school. You know, oh my god! Did, so did, did I. Did, yeah, <laughs> did did all the things that would get you um, beat up in the nineties. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I've been bullied a lot in in, in high school, and uh, I'm also a short. Um, so that is uh, that is uh, often a target. Um, right, right. But you know. It, it does build some resiliency. And once I got to university, it felt like I got a fresh start because these are people that have not been going to school with me. That's right. A bunch of years. That's and right. And they can give, they would give my personality a chance, it felt like. Of course. And then that was the first time I fell in love, drank, like got drunk. You know, gotcha. I, I lived a very... Uh, not sheltered, but non-party high school life. Like you're too busy um, putting chandeliers together. Yeah, you? exactly. Who, who <laughs> has the time? time to drink? You cannot put together a chandelier uh, while intoxicated, let me tell you. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, it would be a shitty chandelier, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, in, in university, I learned how to be social. I learned to talk with people. I learned, I learned a lot of things, that I, a lot of skills that I've been missing. Learn to fail, learn to succeed on a grander scale. And even though I didn't really figure out what I wanted to do in life, I knew I was acquiring something. And I think university was a huge, 
huge uh, part of, of shaping who I am and how I am socially nowadays. So you went away to school? Like, I did. Were you, I were did. you in I, dorms and whatnot? Uh, I went to uh, Wilfrid Laurier University. Okay. Okay. Waterloo. Waterloo, yeah. And uh, oh, from Oakville to Waterloo, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a little bit of a trek. Yeah, yeah. hour hours far enough for your, yeah. your parents not to come get you every week. Um, and it was it was great. I think I went home the first weekend, and then after that, they never saw me for a full year because I was just doing doing, doing stuff. everything, doing like everything, partying, like got an academic probation. Oh boy, oh boy, grades that hit all time lows, but. I was having fun and, and, and learning, even though I didn't know how right. much at the time. That's amazing. So I would say, I would say those are my two most important things. Wow. Nice. Very nice. If you're, uh, <clears throat> if you're in a bad mood, are you, a, are you the type of person that secretly wants people to come and see how you are, pat you on the back and give you a hug, or are you a get the fuck away from me, let me go and bang my head against the wall for 20 minutes and come back. Oh, definitely door number two. 100%. Okay. Yeah. I, I want everyone to fuck off. If someone asks me, how are you? I feel like shit. <laughs> That's all I want to say. So yeah, no, I, 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 I don't like dragging people into uh, my crap. So <laughs> definitely I would not want anyone to be around during that. I am also, I get mad maybe once or twice a year. Uh, I mean, my parents drive me crazy as every, every of course. parents. Parents are. Uh, parents just. They're amazing. They, they can just do that do. so well. They yeah. can just pull yeah. it out of you. Yep. But in terms of non-parent uh, individuals, very few things get me angry. So when I am angry or upset, it is usually a, a, a really repressed uh, culmination of, of chaos and are you? Do you let things kind of stir and stir and stir and oh, stir? Yeah. Do you just put them in the box in the back of the room? Put them in the box in yeah. the back of them, and then all of a sudden you realize that you don't have any room, so it's got to come out. Exactly. That, okay. That's exactly. Okay. How it comes. You know, I don't know if you remember. Did you watch The Simpsons? I did. Like Mr. Burns when he had all his diseases, trying to cram through the door. You know, <laughs> I just, I just slam everything behind the door, and they're all trying to get out, and eventually that's right. they just. Burst, they burst out. Know? Gotcha. They're all blocking each other, but you know, eventually something will set it off. The whole thing will explode. What um what sets you down that path? What is what is what are some what are some key triggers that <laughs> uh, that 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 oh set you off the These are some things I've never shared with with, huh? with anyone except my huh? sister maybe. <laughs> um and my partner. Uh General, it's usually just people being inconsiderate okay. of other individuals. Just like if I see people disrespecting other people. Bullying, obvious trigger. If I see someone bullying someone for some bullshit. And I'm assuming that's just PTSD for you because you've got... Yeah, no, I just, I just, you know, if, if you were bullied and you don't try to to stop it when you see it, Think that's, You're going to stop you know, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. think I think you just got to. I mean, that would bother me. I would. I'm an overthinker. Okay. I would think about it all the time if I didn't be like, oh, I should have done that. No, if I do it, then I don't have to think about what I should have done. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. 
so little side note on on on, on me. I <clears throat> Lakey was a small guy. I'm not a very well. I'm a little bigger now, but um, I was made fun of a lot. I was in so my parents. My parents were business folk, and they would have businesses in different places. And they would open up a you know a store over here, or she, they had a some kind of real estate thing over there, or whatever. So I'd be in different towns. And I'd be in different small towns, and different small towns are not usually, rural areas are not so kind to little brown boys, yeah. uh, especially ones who are shy, believe it or not, I'm, I, I used to be, I used to be, I'm not anymore, but <laughs> I used to be extremely shy and was small, and I was a brown kid, so I was, you know, I was that, uh, and I'll see to shock you, but I was that sand nigger over there. And I would like I would get I would get called things like that all the time, you know. Hey, what's up? And I would be surrounded by white folks. Yeah. So and, and I'm the only brown, so the only thing they could relate me to was I'm that nigger or that nigga, whatever the however you want to put that. And so I I empathize with you when you say if you see somebody getting bullied, if I see any sort of sort of any kind of like racial intolerance. Yeah. I, I my blood boils immediately, and I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to throw cuffs down. I'm ready to just go crazy. So I I, I feel you on that one, man. I really do. Yeah, I, I got into a car accident um, uh, last year. Um, just a, a a fender bender. Um, yeah, a little more than fender bender. It was a four car collision um, oh, on on the Kiwi. Okay, and there was myself. Uh, an Indian individual, a white individual, and another Asian couple. And, you know, all of us are standing out there, but as everyone is driving by, they're only shouting uh, anti-Chinese. Sure, of course. No, long, when was this called? Last year, you said? Or? Yeah. Yeah, but last year wasn't a great time because no, the no, whole for sure the pandemic the didn't pandemic help. didn't help anybody, man. Uh, people yeah. yelling "fuck you, China boy." Yeah, and, yeah, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, driving by and you know your blood is boiling and there's nothing you can do. But that stuff like that will, will set me off for sure. Yeah, Igno- like, ignorance is it's it's everywhere. Yeah, as uh, it's interesting. I have some some friends. Um, all my friends are. It's interesting. All my friends are of some sort of ethnic background. I have one friend who's uh, like white, 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 white. <laughs> I call him white, white. <laughs> um, and he, and he even gets, he even understands the sort of brown struggle, black struggle. He he was a guy who uh, his dad was an engineer, so they went over to Kuwait, and uh, this was sort of before you know everything that happened over there, all the war and whatnot. So he was a he was a white kid in a class with Nigerians and Asians and Indians and Pakistanis and all that sort of stuff. So he, he kind of gets it. He yeah. understands it. Um, but it's, it's crazy. I'll, I'll talk to my one friend who's Trinidadian and uh, we play online a lot on PS4 and you know, he just, he's like, yep, yep. That's just what happens. You just, you, you get used to it. And you know, he'll talk to his wife is Latina and, She's a firecracker, and somebody will say something to uh, my friend, you know, hey, hey, N word this or something. And I'll just be like, yeah, okay. And she'll be like, don't you want to do that? And he's like, no, nah, it's, 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 at this point, it's, 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 it's almost a part of the narrative. You just, you get used to it. Yeah. It, and I, I feel, I feel like there is a, 
especially given everything that's happened. There is like, you should at least say something and be like, you know, maybe there's better language for that and we can change that, that narrative. And, uh, well, there's there's always better language for that, but I mean, now you need to now you need to find common ground with that person, and you need to understand that hey, you know what? We both the only difference, the only reason I am dark and you are not is because I live in a different place. I live a few more yeah. degrees, you know, possibly closer to the equator than you do. Yeah, this is the only if difference. We put a mask on, and we all talked about our interests. Like, yeah, yep. you know, we yep. could all find something to, to to relate to each other about and, and get along. I think so. Uh, yeah. We just need a the voice or the mask singer, but for, for social <laughs> The mask singer. Like <laughs> well, my kid loves that show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're sort of rounding out. This is the last question. Now, this is, this is either going to be a very short question or it's going to be a very long question. It just depends on how you sort of come back with it. So I have to set up this question, so forgive me, but... The actual question, the question itself is, you know, eight, eight words. It's meaning this is, is a little more. So let me, let me just, let me present it to you. Right. Um, do you feel like that you are hunting antelope or you're hunting field mice? Now, let me set this up. Uh, let's consider ourselves lions and uh, a lion is fully capable of capturing, killing and eating a field mouse that an issue. Uh, but as it turns out, the energy required to do so exceeds the caloric content of the mouse itself. So a lion that has spent his day hunting and eating field mice would eventually starve because what's going in is not enough to keep the machine going, right? Uh, a lion can't live on field mice. A lion needs an antelope. Antelopes are big animals. They're strong, they are faster, they take more speed, more strength to capture and kill. But once killed, they can provide a feast for the lion and her pride. Uh, a lion can live a long and happy life on a diet of antelope. Now here's the distinction. Are you spending all your time and exhaustion, you're exhausting all of your enemy on field mice? Or are you hunting, you hunting the antelope? You know what? I think right now, and I'm talking within the frame of of in in the pandemic. I feel like right now, I'm practicing chasing mice, catching mice, training myself for that antelope to come. Okay. I think I know that I need an antelope. Uh, to make it in life, lots of antelope, but I feel like I need some training. I don't like being bad at stuff, so I have to get some practice in. And I feel like I'm just slaughtering this mice, building my strength, getting smarter, getting stronger, and then one day I'm gonna find that antelope. In. Well, don't forget though, field mice. You field mice will eventually starve you. Okay. So, so again, the the caloric intake of of eating that mouse. That's true. Eventually. Easier. It's easier to get. It's easier to get yeah. to that goal. 
but it's not satisfying and it's not going to fill you. And if you keep on that path, regardless of, of, but if I were the lion eating the mice at one point, I would realize that I am starving, starving and yeah. that I would need to take that jump to go chase them, chase down that, that antelope. Do you know what the antelope is in your life? I'm not asking. I, I am, I'm not asking am, you to tell I, me, but no, I, I, I think it's a big, like a big opportunity for the coffee shop. Probably a second location or something like that. Okay, so expanding set it, business. Expanding the business. Okay, for sure. Okay. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like you've captured an antelope or two. I mean, I'm I'm sitting in this beautiful coffee shop here. For sure. You know, sure. Although the lights are off and it's, it's kind of dark and kind of I, mood I, music right now. I don't know. I, I mean, are we going to start dancing or something? I don't know what's going to happen here. But <laughs> but I mean... I feel like a lot of people helped me catch this antelope. Okay. You know, uh, the support of the people in Hamilton, my family, my friends. And, and now that I have this antelope and I've learned some more things from it, I'm getting some practice in so that I can catch my own, can catch an antelope, just me, on my own, figuring it out without people's help. And then hopefully one day I can teach other people to catch antelope. Interesting. I think, I think that's my goal. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. It's just, just not about me eating, but I want everyone to have a piece of antelope. Very nice. <laughs> Nicely said. Um, 30 seconds. What do you want to say about the coffee shop? Uh, I just want to thank you for the conversation, first of all. Uh, cool. Awesome. Thanks. Um, yeah, no worries. Aries, man. Uh, the coffee shop is at 158 James Street South. It's a cozy hangout place. Um, as a kid, I always you know, hung out at a coffee shop as my third place to get away from the, the bullying, the stresses of life, you know just to get away, and um, I'm hoping TrueShot can be that for some other people. So if you're ever looking for a place to hang out and just get some like free, unlicensed, unprofessional psychiatric help uh, from a barista, <laughs> I, I have a minor in psychology at Fulurier. Uh, you know, I, nice. I could help you or not. Or not help yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you if you just want a coffee in the chat, just just come by the tree come by. coffee and uh, we can do that up for you. Awesome. Kevin, thank you very much. Again, I'm at True Shot Coffee, 158, you said James yeah. Street South in Hamilton. Uh, make sure you get down there, make sure you tip well, and uh, lots of love to all you guys. Peace out. Thank you.